following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It Podcast with Brittany Page and Jesse Dallimore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode 825 of I Doubt It Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore, joined today by the lovely, talented, scholarly, and the greatest podcast guest in the history of the medium, Brittany Page. Sure, sure. <laughs> I love how I can tell. You were tell... on another show. No, I just love how I can tell how you're feeling about me based on how you introduce me on the show, because sometimes you're like... And we're going to toss to, uh, what was your name? Yeah, what right. That's, that's how I act. And then sometimes you do what you just did, which is give me a lot of praise and adoration, which is nice. I think I prefer the latter, if I'm if I'm being honest. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. That's fantasy land, yeah. all of that. But. Yeah. So, yes, I was a guest on a podcast on Embrace the Void, which you were also a guest on back in... June. We recorded the thing in May, so it's hard to remember. We recorded it in May. Aaron really fucked you on the deal. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he definitely waited quite a while to... Or maybe he fucked me on the deal by not building anticipation. Yes, that's... That's actually what it is. You know what? Fuck you, Aaron Rabinowitz. This is some (laughs) bullshit. I'm just figuring it out. Yeah, so... It was, I haven't listened to it. I listened to the recording that we did in May. You were there, so. Well, after we recorded it, I listened to it just to see how things turned out. Also, in my mind, I had issues with certain things, so I wanted to run it by you and get your opinion, which you love, and. No, no, listen. Uh, No, I don't love that because it invariably, every time, it's like, yeah, that's not a problem. No one's going to think that's a problem. No one's going to complain. It's the same thing that happens often here where, you know, you, you're thorough in your approach. Well, sure. I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I was telling someone that I had anxiety about the episode coming out and they remarked that they didn't know that I had anxiety talking about my upbringing And when I recorded the episode with Aaron, actually, I was highly anxious the entire time. And when we turned the mics off, I was like, oh, my God, I can finally breathe. I'm so anxious. And he looked at me and he's like, I did not get that at all from you. So I don't know what that is, my ability to completely mask my anxiety for everybody around me. But it is anxiety inducing, particularly because you don't know how the things that you say are going to land with other people and that lack of control sometimes is difficult for me to cope with, particularly when people, for example, start talking about like how they hope my inner child has healed, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, which I know it comes from a good place. I know that that is not an attack, but I think the judgments about people attempting to like psychoanalyze me or uh, certain perspectives that they may have on on what i'm saying is well i mean people get things wrong that we say people hear the thing they think they hear that wasn't said all the time mm-hmm. and that certainly could be at play yeah with an episode of that subject matter 
Yeah. So on the Embrace the Void podcast, I talk a lot about my Nazi upbringing and I talk, I've talked about it here and there on this show, but we've never like sat down for an hour and talked specifically about that. So that's what I did with Aaron and it was, it was good. I'm happy with how it came out. I'm happy with how it went. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. So thank you to those of you who have reached out and sent me positive messages. I really appreciate it. And one thing that I, I sent to Aaron because he was asking me like how I feel about the episode coming out. And I told him anytime I talk about my personal life in public, like on a podcast, there's a poem that I go and read that I find really comforting. And I'm not going to read the poem on the show. If you want to go read the poem yourself, you can. But it's called Telling by Laura Hershey. And I just found out that Laura Hershey actually passed away in 2011. And she was a feminist, a disability rights activist, and a poet and a journalist. And her poem Telling has been very comforting to me whenever I speak about things that are uncomfortable in public. So if you're in that same boat, maybe have anxiety about sharing stuff or telling your own story, check out Telling by Laura Hershey. It's a great poem. Uh, and if you want to listen to Brittany's episode on Embrace the Void podcast with Aaron Rabinowitz, the great Aaron Rabinowitz, uh, it is Embrace the Void. It's it's on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I, I listen to it on Spotify. But it is uh, everywhere that podcasts can be found. And he's on Twitter at uh, ETVPod. I was also happy that the trolley problems that he gave me at the end were included for everybody. Oh, because that's usually Patreon-only content. Yeah, yeah, and we had a lot of fun with... He gave me like a, a series of trolley problems where I had to make make certain choices based on my moral judgments. And it was stressful in the moment. It, yeah. was, it was highly stressful, similar to the questions that you got at the end of your episode on Embrace the Void. Completely different questions than than were asked of me. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's changing it up. That is good. It was a good time. I, I, I also had a good time. If you haven't listened to my episode, go listen to Britney's first. And then, nah, ba -da, ba -da. Okay, you can check out mine. Before we get, not to trip over you, I tripped over you a little bit. <laughs> Friends for life. <laughs> okay, before we before we get to the <laughs> the listener communication, we have to announce the winners. Oh yeah, of our Patreon giveaway. We said we would announce them September first, and we did. We did the drawing, random drawing of six names, and those winners are Brian S. Brian S. Mary H. Mary H. Jamie P. Jamie P. Richard S. Richard S. Courtney N. Courtney N. And Simone B. Simone B. So I have messaged each one of you, the winners, and sent you the link for the Teespring store so that you can select your preferred piece of merch. So I have only received one response at, at the time of this recording. And if you would like to have your, your prize claimed, then you should get back to me. You should respond to the email. But we're really excited. So congratulations to the winners. We're really excited. This is definitely something that we want to For continue sure. to do. And on that note, actually, we got a comment from someone on the announcement on Patreon that there were six winners. <laughs> Brian D. And Brian D. made this comment. Fraud, I demand a recount. The greatest crime this country has ever seen. Sad. 
Yeah. So <laughs> because it is within our purview and it's our fucking game to play here, Brian D is also a winner because we both laughed our asses off. We did. <laughs> at that contribution. Yeah. So Brian D, fraud. We we recounted uh and we we reversed the greatest crime this country has ever seen. And it's no longer sad, it's now happy. So <laughs> good uh good times. Yes. So thank you to everyone for uh becoming new Patreon supporters. We recently put our heads together on the end of your Patreon gift and we should finalize something by the end of this month is the plan so that we can get going on that. And remember that everyone who is a Patreon supporter gets the end of your Patreon gift as well. So we're definitely trying to ensure that people who are Patreon supporters supporting us, helping us do this show are getting little surprises and gifts throughout the year. That's that's kind of our goal. Yeah, not just uh, the surprise and the gift of the 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 tone of my voice, right, in your ears. Exactly. Oh yeah. So we got an email from Kelly. Hi, Brittany. I love your podcast. You definitely do not suck. <laughs> in fact, you are the best part. In episode 824, you were discussing whether Trump should be indicted. I tend to agree with that guy on the podcast. Holding people like Trump accountable is best for the health of the country. Public corruption seems to be getting worse, not just in D.C. The former Tennessee House Speaker was arrested last week for corruption. Story below. We need to turn this around. Get rid of all the dark money and improve and enforce campaign finance laws. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Kelly. Bye. Kelly, that obviously... The email from Kelly that uh, left me out is obviously in in response to us talking about how people will write the show mm-hmm. and only address me and act though act as though Brittany doesn't exist. Yeah, which they she does exist. She is a person. I do. She is sitting in front of me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She has been on eight hundred twenty five episodes of this show. Oh boy! And uh, to ignore her is is, well, fucking dumb, because you're not going to get your email or your voicemail played on the show. But anyway, Kelly, right, thank right. you very much. Why, why, why? No, nothing, nothing. I'm just, you know. You're never going to get free merch if you don't say Britney's name. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Kelly, for the email. Um, obviously, I mean, to address a point in the email, uh, campaign finance reform is something that needs desperate um, taken up in this country, to, desperately to be taken up in this country. But... Because of the fact that it enriches all of these fucking ghouls, it's never substantive. Well, I'm not going to say never. Um, It's going to take some kind of sea change in this country to address really the the original sin of American politics relative to to just how the whole system works. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, great point. Well, and we got some listener communication that was almost angry that we were asking a question about should Donald Trump be indicted when that's not our question. That was the question being discussed in, in on, on the internet and yeah, yeah. on the Sunday shows. It's the discussion point that everyone is kind of grappling with because it would be historic. 
And of course, you and I come down on the answer is yes, because he's not above consequences. But there are several people that are making alternative arguments. Now, there are fewer of those people as news continues to come out and things continue to be unsealed. I mean, you had Bill Barr going really hard on Donald Trump yesterday on Fox News. Seriously, Bill Barr, he he went ham on on John Roberts and like another interview like no 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 this is absolutely wrong even if he were to have waved his hands over the documents and said I declassify he was like that might even be worse than him stealing <laughs> the documents yeah and then you also had on Newsmax which is pretty terrible right yeah worse than fox news for sure they had andrew napolitano on who is a judge i don't know if he's currently a judge former judge libertarian yeah was on fox news a lot back in the day something happened with him actually where he stopped being on fox news right a few different things happened toward the end there yeah yeah so he was saying that he believes donald trump will be indicted that there is enough evidence to charge him and they played that on newsmax so I, yeah. I don't I don't understand really what's going on because you have a lot of conservatives that are saying, yeah, he's going to be indicted, probably going to be after the midterms. There seems to be a decent amount of evidence. Yeah, it's not even it is sure they're saying it. But some of these conservatives like Bill Barr are not even just saying it. They're indicating that, that with their, their displeasure with Donald Trump and they are in a colloquial sense indicting him for the criminal act of taking the documents and and having improper custody of top secret classified intelligence it's not just like a, oh yeah he shouldn't have done that it's like it's a fucking crime man right so we were seeing a shift a little bit of a shift mm-hmm. yeah the other topic that we talked about last time on on the show was a school district uh, that is going to be, I believe in Missouri, is going to be introducing spanking. It's an opt-in program. They keep talking about that, that it's an opt-in program. Mm-hmm. But we got a call about that and uh, a couple other things. This is Grace from Buffalo, New York. We just got through listening to episode 824. One bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch of girls. I grew up on that song. I actually like that song. However, I understand uh, that's actually what I've been saying one bad apple spoils the whole bushel if you don't get them out of there. Uh, but the one I really want to address is this corporal punishment. Does anyone really think that that's not going to be rife with abuse? I mean, don't we already have enough abuse of children going on? I can just see an overzealous principal getting off on spanking a student or you know, torturing, I mean, and, and let's face it, there's wow. going to be some students who are going to receive more corporal punishment than others are. So ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Thank God I don't live there, and I hope that somebody takes this to court and shuts it down. Love you guys. Yeah, you know, it is It is strange that, that it is so natural in human minds to, if a principal is in a position of trust and authority, they must be just lauded with 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 praise and heaped upon them as a a trustworthy figure and they're just they're people Mm -hmm. and also they're trained as an educator they don't have training on how hard to hit how many times i mean it's it's abuse anyway Mm -hmm. but even if we were to just not talk about that aspect of it they're out of their fucking wheelhouse with spanking. They're not an expert on that. Yeah. 
Well, and I was surprised we didn't get any pushback this time on the spanking issue. So I don't know if people are... We've convinced them all. Starting to come around. Well, we have been doing the show for eight years. Yeah. And <laughs> and things do change over time. And I'm wondering if the acceptance of spanking as a method of punishment is declining in our society. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I, would, I would really hope so. But we're going backward with this, certainly, with a school just district impl- implementing this as a policy. I, I see some of this as kind of a, a knee-jerk reaction to the culture war bullshit that's going on relative to books and everything else. Like clinging that, to tradition. Yeah, more tradition, more authoritarian nonsense. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're like, well, we're dividing up the parents. Like, this is an opt-in. If you want us to beat your kids, you opt-in. We'll beat your kids while you're not here at school. But all the other parents are going to be the liberal fucking snowflakes who don't allow the principal to right. to abuse the child. Yeah, yeah. Fucking weird. Anyway, Grace, thank you for the call. We appreciate it very much. A fellow Osmonds fan in Grace. Yeah, we did get an email that named that as a Jackson 5 song. Which, it, how but, upsetting was that for it, you? Well, also, we had a long conversation about how the Osmonds had ripped off. We even Googled the dates of when the albums came out. That was not Jackson 5. You just don't like that your labor isn't being recognized. That was, yeah, that's it. That was Donnie Osmond, mm-hmm. the young, perky Mormon child. Uh-huh. Um, Donny Osmond. Yeah. So, not the uh, venerable Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We love your 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 your. Uh, I'm all thrown off by this Jackson Five shit. <laughs> You're so uh, upset. We, we would we would uh, invite your contribution to the show. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. I Doubt It is a listener-supported podcast. Support comes from our most loyal, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners just like you via Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as $2 a month would help keep the conversation moving forward one podcast at a time. If you have a few dollars to spare each month, we invite you to help produce the show by joining the Patreon family. Please visit patreon.com slash Podcast. We would like to thank our new Patreon supporters, Max. Max. Richard S. Richard S. Winner of the contest. Winner. Sonia N. Sonia N. Tony M. Tony M. Tim F. Tim F. I don't know what happened there. I don't either. But I got stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our new Patreon supporters, our current Patreon supporters, our monthly Patreon supporters, our annual Patreon supporters, you can still become an annual Patreon supporter and get 10% off of your annual membership price. That is always going to be an option for you. We are not going to take it away unless Patreon takes it away. And You never know. I, I think they're going to keep it, though. I think we have, I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> they did have specific rules about the giveaway. We abided those Which, rules. Which, by the way... Ever since we we went through this bullshit with them about the the fucking giveaway, I've seen several YouTube creators who were doing Patreon giveaways in the way we wanted to that was disallowed by Patreon that they're just going to do it. So, well, we follow the rules. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It wasn't disallowed when I went to put the giveaway post up on Patreon. It like shot up a red alert that we have these rules for giveaways 
you need to follow these rules. And or you get kicked off. I don't want to risk getting kicked off of Patreon. I mean, I'm sure they would give us like a warning. They wouldn't just kick us off all of a sudden. You mean like how I got kicked off TikTok with no warning? We haven't talked about that. You're banned I, I from even, TikTok. I don't even curse. I bleep the F word in YouTube videos, and then that just gets edited into a TikTok. And I still, I, it has to be because I got, I, what's the term, brigaded or mass reporting. Mm-hmm. Conservatives must have just, like, we got to get this guy off TikTok, report, report, report. And they're like, okay, <laughs> he's out of here. I think it's actually because you're not giving the people what they want to see from you, which is suggestive dancing from Jesse D. Yeah. I think that that's primarily what they're looking for on TikTok. Maybe I should start a new account mm-hmm. and just do a bunch of dancing. And maybe you should actually do some cleaning videos as well, because I hear that that is a popular side of TikTok. I've heard that. That's the TikTok you get. No, I've heard it's a popular mm, side. You've heard. Yeah. You've heard. Some people yeah. like those. Well, anyway, I'm permanently banned according to TikTok. It doesn't look like it's going to get changed. I'm not getting any responses or anything. So whatever. Well, whatever. It's not great. If somebody out there knows somebody at TikTok, that would be, uh, that would be great. a real help. Although. Let us know. Doubtful. Anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you very much. Thanks for all your support. All of the community that's built up around this show is important to us. In fact, as soon as we get done with the show here, we're going to be jumping on a Patreon call, a Zoom call, to hang out with uh, people of that particular tier. All right. Moving on. Stalemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So last time we played clips of Carl Rove talking about the Donald Trump document Mar-a-Lago situation. He's another one that's not r- real supportive of Donald Trump in this moment. Definitely not. And I wanted to play this clip specifically because, again, he's being interviewed by Martha McCallum, a Fox News anchor who is supposed to be one of the quote-unquote journalists. Yeah. The news side of things over at Fox. But anytime these news people are talking about this issue, they kind of get cut off and don't understand how to respond when they are getting factual information about how Donald Trump actually isn't right about everything. The DOJ is investigating and the Trump side has their lawyers and their feelings about what what was rightfully his and able to take. But it's just interesting. Let's be clear. Let's be clear on this. None of these government documents are his to have taken. I I agree with the deputy director who said that a lot of the former president's Mm -hmm. problems are of his own creation. You can under the Fed, the Presidential Records Act of 1978, you cannot take original documents out of the White House with you when you leave the White House, whether the president of the United States or any of his aides no you know that's it's forbidden under the law now there are no criminal penalties for violating it but why the former president packed up to you know 20 nearly 30 some odd boxes of material when he had no right to do so and that's what the government asserts incidentally in this filing they say he the president former president asked for the return of the documents because as he said in his filing they were created during his administration and the response of the government excuse me the response of the government in their filing was uh, that's evidence that they aren't his if they were if they they were developed in the White House during his time of presidency under the Presidential Records Act. They belong to the government, not to him. So, so uh, even the cutoff was great. Well, I, I mean, oh, okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So none of these documents are his. Carl Rove says. Yeah. Well, no, I mean that's the fact. They're they're not his. 
Yes, but on Fox News. Oh, that's the narrative. Is that well, he had every right to take him. Well, they they say all kinds of things in his defense, but him stopping her, even she was trying to say they're trying to figure out, you know, what's his, what's not his, and he's like, whoa, whoa, no, none of these are his. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's something going on with the more astute members of the 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 Trump segment of of the Republican Party, like Bill Barr who sees the writing on the wall, knows how history is going to be written here, mm. and he's like, well, I'm going to come down on the side that people are going to remember, mm. and it's going to be that I was calling this a, a spade a spade the entire time. Yeah. Well, other Republicans are choosing to go another route, yeah. and we saw that with President Biden's speech that he gave in Philadelphia, where he talked specifically about Republicans, Make America Great Again Republicans, Donald Trump, which he hasn't really done in the past. And he warned specifically about democracy being under assault. And Republicans did not take too kindly to this. Deborah, good morning. This was a sharp political speech and a departure for former for President Biden, who has in the past rarely mentioned former President Trump by name. But last night he took on he took him on directly and said that he is fanning the flames of political violence. But as I stand here tonight Equality and democracy are under assault. Against the backdrop of Philadelphia's Independence Hall, President Biden addressed Americans to warn about what he considers a threat to the soul of the nation. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. In his primetime address, the president called out former President Trump and fervent Make America Great Again supporters, while saying he wanted to be clear that mainstream Republicans do not embrace extreme ideology. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. President Biden said efforts are underway across the country to undermine future elections at the state level. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy delivered a preemptive rebuttal from Scranton, Pennsylvania, where Mr. Biden was born. Joe Biden is right. Democracy is on the ballot in November. And Joe Biden and the radical left in Washington are dismantling Americans' democracy before our very eyes. A new CBS News poll found seven in 10 Americans believe democracy and the rule of law are under threat, about the same as in the days following the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. That address in Philadelphia is one of three trips President Biden is making to Pennsylvania in about a week. A major focus on that state heading into the midterms. Deborah, former President Trump plans his own rally there this weekend in Scranton. Yeah, I know we have slightly divergent views on the speech that was given um you're talking about me and you 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 and me yeah i i, I was um underwhelmed by the speech and confused by the imagery the fact that he wasn't in focus like who the fuck's running the camera me you know what i mean well i disagree with your concerns so do i know what you mean mm, i uh, hear no, what you're just, saying uh, well one even the body of the speech who i don't believe it's just me i don't see of anybody being moved or swayed by what was said 
One, I don't think Joe Biden is um, an effective communicator anymore. I think that his um, advancing years are catching up to him and interfering with his ability to to effectively communicate. He's an old guy. He, he can't read the prompter correctly. He, it's constant clearing of the throat. You know, it, it is optics. It's optic stuff. It's not substance stuff. But that's what we look at. And then whoever's choice it was to have the, the blue and the red from the long shot that they never were in, this tight shot of this weird dystopian red background, it was just... It, I thought it was a failure. I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. So I, Joe Rogan, posted a screenshot of Joe Biden with the red and the Marines in the back, yeah. and, and said, "Imagine thinking this was a good idea." And I've seen people sharing that, like, "Yeah, yeah, imagine this was a good idea," you know. Uh, and I just, I think my response in that case is like, imagine being more concerned with the optics of a speech than like our crumbling democracy. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It wasn't a great speech. He isn't a good communicator. I agree with all of that. The choices were weird, certainly. But when we're talking about him specifically talking about the problem of Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans, this is what Joe Biden needs to do, especially going into the midterms. Right. He needs to stop talking about unity. He needs to stop talking about reaching over to the other side. I agree. It's done. We cannot do that. We need to face reality on reality's terms. Now, what I found more disappointing was the day after this speech, he was asked whether he thinks Trump supporters are a threat to the country, and he backed away from everything that he just said, where he talked about MAGA Republicans don't care about the Constitution. This is a threat to democracy. And then he's like, they're not a threat to the country the next day. So what's that about? Why are you going to back away from the message that you were just telling the entire country the day before? Well, I think his, well, it's again, it's kind of a deal where when Donald Trump reads what's written for him, it's always a little different than what he actually feels in his heart. And I think that Joe Biden really feels in his heart because it's the place he's been for 50 years of reaching across the good, my good friend across the aisle, you know, this Senate, this nonsense existence that really never existed. It was just a, 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 a it was put on of tradition and, and, and institutionalism. And he still does it that Republicans are, they're good people. Mitch McConnell's an honorable man. No, the fuck he's not. But Joe Biden holds to this. He clings to this because it, it's comfortable for him. It's mm-hmm. it's anything else is out of his comfort zone, and he can't he can't sit in that uncomfortability. Yeah. Well, apparently Biden's approval rating is up three point six percent over the past month, and he's flirting with what the I said last episode. Highest numbers of the year, according to Connor Sen, a columnist at the the New York Times, and he also says that Biden's approval at this point in his presidency is now above Reagan, Clinton, and Trump, and is on par with Jimmy Carter. So we did talk about this about how his <laughs> dark Brandon behavior, <laughs> yeah, the edgier Joe Biden behavior, calling out Republicans specifically denigrating Marjorie Taylor Greene, pretending like he doesn't remember her name. Yeah. All of these things are actually going to pay off. If if we if we look at what his low approval ratings, what they're born out of, it's because he's trying to be the middle road guy, which isn't going to please Republicans. Anything he does isn't going to please Republicans. 
but by not going far enough to condemn the Republicans and their anti-democratic uh, tendencies right now, he's not going to please Democrats either. When you wait till the 11th hour to cancel student loan debt and you you him and you haw and you you don't give the $2,000 um, tax credit that you said you would, stimulus payment that you said you would, but you give a, a 14 or a 1600 or whatever they did, all of that stuff puts a bad taste in Democratic voters' minds and people who are who are traditionally Democratic voters, and they're not going to vote for, they're not going to be happy with you either. So when pollers call, that's what encompasses his bad approval rating. Mm -hmm. Well, and you heard in that clip Kevin McCarthy's rebuttal a little bit, but I wanted to play a little bit more of that rebuttal because it really gets to the heart of the Republican messaging surrounding how they're going to work the midterm messaging. When the president speaks tonight at Independence Hall, the first lines out of his mouth should be to apologize for slandering tens of millions of Americans as fascists. President Biden wants to talk about the soul of the nation. Tonight, he will say democracy is at stake. And he will declare that only Democrats hold the moral upper hand. What Joe Biden doesn't understand is that the soul of America is in the tens of millions of hardworking people, of loving families, of law-abiding citizens whom he vilified for simply wanting a stronger, safer, and more prosperous country. The soul of America is not the ruling class in Washington. It is the law-abiding, tax-paying American citizen. The soul of America is our determination to get up and go to work every day, provide for our families, to love our children, be involved in their education, and ensure that this nation and its people always come first. The soul of America is our children who deserve to learn an education system that teaches them skills to have a better life than we do today. Buzz, 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 buzzwords. Also, <laughs> terrible speaker. What, what? Yeah, again, not, not, not dynamic, not impressive. And but he's just, he's just surrounded by hillbillies behind him, too. I mean, it's just, it's a fucking white trash parade behind Kevin McCarthy. So, everyone is... I'm just assuming. The views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. I was going to describe it in a different way. It's funny that you went there because I was going to paint a picture of the Blue Lives Matter flag hats and the... The one guy with the Trump hat and the, the like uh, forearm tattoos, the little skinny guy. I swear to God, after the speech, I expected, Donald Trump, baby! You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't someone wearing a Trump that bitch shirt. Yeah, but they, yeah, yeah. Maybe they showed up wearing that, and Kevin McCarthy was like, honestly, no. Can Come on, you, bro. Yeah, we need to change I'm already shirt. not a dynamic speaker. You're fucking this whole <laughs> thing up for me. So the Republicans are pretending like they care that Biden is calling MAGA Republicans semi-fascists. And Donald Trump called Democrats fascists in 2020. 
while he had military people behind him. Which was the other criticism. Next episode, let's talk about CNN, by the way. No, we're going to talk about CNN. Oh, we are. Good. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm enraged about CNN and Brianna Keeler in particular. And Jeff Zeleny both. Yeah, these people were tweeting criticism of Biden's speech the night of. And Brianna Keeler in particular tweeted about the military presence behind Joe Biden and how the military should not be politicized, that that is inappropriate. And then the next day, Brianna Keeler goes on CNN on her show and she has a chyron that says Biden faces criticism over Marines in backdrop of speech. When her tweet was the, 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 the culminating moment of that criticism. Yes. Yeah. That's where the criticism originated was with her. This is a Fox News tactic, by the way, to have your pundits and your anchors criticize and then the next day roll with many people are saying dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And what's concerning about what's happening at CNN is I I don't know if we talked about it, but Brian Stelter was let go. Yeah. Last week. They have a new CEO. They have a new president. Right. And the president of cnn chris licht i think yep. has said that he wants things to be more moderate <laughs> more moderate he wants more moderation from cnn and so brian stelter left and then yesterday it was announced that john harwood would be leaving before his contract was up and he is long known as a criticism he criticizes republicans and Trump especially. And so you have CNN taking this strange direction where maybe they're telling their prominent anchors like Brianna Keeler to represent that both sides yeah. take that they had during Hillary Clinton's emails, for example, running against Donald Trump. Like instead of doing something different, they're doing the same thing where they're they're being told to really emphasize both sides of the issue. So like over here you have the crumbling democracy, but ooh, Biden is giving a speech with two Marines standing behind him. Let's is there an angle there? Can we tweet about that and get people upset about that? Even though Donald Trump has done They've that? all done it. They've all done it. There, there's screenshots up and down Twitter of presidents speaking, even in political speeches, with Marines behind him. Right. But it, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. So the Republicans are now one of one of the lines that they're trying to use is that Biden is a fascist. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. I just want to juxtapose that because we know how Donald Trump treated protesters, for example. Here's how Biden reacted to protesters during his speech. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense. Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. But history and common sense tell us that opportunity, liberty and justice for all are most likely to come to pass in a democracy. A couple things here. One, this should just dispel any thoughts you have about Joe Biden being senile. Hmm. He's all he can do is read from a teleprompter. He's his brain is melting. He can't 
in the moment, he changed the speech up to address the people across the fence who were chanting, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So can, can we stop with the fucking Joe Biden is senile thing? Yeah, well, of course. Also, can he be like this fascist leader who's dominating America and also be like senile? Right, exactly. I exactly. mean, it never makes sense. It's like George W. Bush was the dumbest fucking hillbilly you ever met in your life, but he also orchestrated 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get it both ways. Doesn't make sense. But what you didn't hear there was Joe Biden threatening to punch them in the face, encouraging other people to deal with them. pay And pay their, their legal fees if they do beat the fuck out of them. Yes. None of that. You didn't hear any of that. Yeah. He said they can be here and be as dumb as they want. And that's perfectly fine. Good manners is <laughs> nothing they've ever suffered from. <laughs> so one important point that I think Biden made during his speech is this issue of Republicans who lose their elections and say that the only reason that they lost or that they didn't win is because there was cheating. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. That is where they are. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. The other thing that's interesting about this is it's not just when it's a race against Republican and Democrat. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing Republicans who, when they lose in primaries against other Republicans, are saying, I was robbed. I was cheated. There was voter fraud like Laura Loomer in Florida. Mm -hmm. And... Others all across the country who have like, oh, no, this uh, that ding dong in um, in Georgia, the one that that, uh, I've done several videos on. I can't think of her fucking name, but also John Oliver did a whole segment on her, you know, babies, Jesus, guns or whatever the fuck. Hmm. Um, it, It is the new standard for this fascist movement of Republicans to deny the, the the loss because you were cheated there's no other way you could have lost other than fraud well and that's also a republican republican issue that they have created so laura loomer threatening to make her republican oppo- opponent's life miserable yeah. because she was cheated out of a win and yeah. she's never going to let him have peace which the, it's almost a direct quote they've created this problem by not dealing with the MAGA republicans yeah. and by elevating donald trump and by refusing to speak out against this and attacking joe biden when he does speak out against this stuff like you've created this problem and it's only going to get worse you're only going to have more laura laura loomers yeah and listen if you're I did a video last week about the 14 points of fascism because they keep saying Joe Biden's a fascist. It's Democrats who are fascists. It's not Republicans. And I use a high school aide from the Bremerton, Washington school district that it just it's like a, a, a slideshow, a, a PowerPoint presentation. And I just go through the 14 um, essential elements or signs of fascism. And they're all the Republican fucking Donald Trump playbook. So if you want to see that, go watch that video it's uh it's a real banger everybody. No, I mean it's instructive because it really does show how entrenched into a, a fascist ideology they are either have become or are becoming. Yeah. 
And this is why I don't want Joe Biden to walk back his comments because he's able to acknowledge, listen, we have a party that believes that when they lose elections, that it's because of cheating and they talk about election fraud. And this is dangerous for our democracy. And that's true. And you need to continue to say that. And that's important to talk about and important to challenge directly. You know, we were just talking about CNN and it'll be interesting to see what happens to other popular anchors that have become known for challenging Donald Trump specifically, Mm -hmm. like Don Lemon, who had a pretty direct exchange with a Trump defender on his show after this speech. It doesn't make me a fascist and it doesn't make me want our democracy. I got to be honest with you. He did not call all Republicans fascists. And you, 80 million Americans, he, he said he, MAGA Republicans, extreme. and he made it into distinction. And he also pointed out um, Republicans who were not part of what you're saying. Uh, look, I know it's a good campaign. Uh, listen, there, uh, it's, why is it up to Joe Biden to divide up the Republicans when Republicans? <laughs> listen, listen, it's hard to avoid. It's hard to avoid doing that. I think Scott Jennings should just come on the show and be a third co-host of the show because that that's that's uh, that's this show all over. Yeah, it is. Can go to the vote. Well, he's running. He's a when, when they. But listen, okay, Scott, listen. No, 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 no. Listen, the former president every single day talks shit about everybody, including other presidents, including members of his own party, probably you on CNN, and now everybody. It's all of a sudden they've got the vapors about one statement that Joe Biden made in the entire year and a half of his presidency. They're, they're not the it's ones. Just I mean, spare but, but, me but, the. But Republicans aren't the ones. Who- Don Lemon is a hundred and fucking fifty. I hate when people do that. Hundred ten percent. He's hundred percent right. There is no daylight in between what he's saying and the truth because Joe. Uh, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, how many times? How many times has he maligned someone and been vicious and insane in speeches? Yeah, with or without military behind him. And now Republicans. I mean, he made an entire um, persona about being the guy of the mean tweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and now they're they're like, oh my god, I can't believe a president of the United States would say such a thing, y'all. It's just, it's fucking beyond, it's beyond the pale. Well, Come and this, on. This even made it to the White House press conference where the White House press secretary was asked specifically about the semi-fascist comments that President Joe Biden made. So, uh, we've heard many Republicans argue that this president ran as a uniter and now he's calling MAGA Republicans, which is a very large swath of the American populace, semi-fascists. He is arguing that they're a threat to democracy. Does the White House believe that this is a fair criticism by Republicans, that this is not unifying language? So I'll say this, Nancy. Sadly, there are more examples than I can count on how we have seen recently um, armed attacks on federal law enforcement. There are a couple of things I just want to say here. You have Representative Paul Gosara has posted videos depicting him attacking the president and members of Congress. You have Representative Majority Majority, uh, Taylor Greene has publicly expressed support for shooting prominent Democratic elected officials and suggesting physically assaulting transgender school officials. You have Representative Madison Cawthorn has said falsely, if our election systems continue to be rigged and continue to be stolen, then it's going to lead to one place and that's bloodshed. 
and, and just last week, you had Governor Ron DeSantis suggested that Dr. Fauci should be physically assaulted. And former President Trump has done the same many, many times. Look, and many of your colleagues have actually talked about and reported on this dangerous trend that we're seeing. And uh, for example, the New York Times headline from this month, as right-wing rhetoric escalates, so do threats and violence. And so these are things that we have to call out. Uh, again, I was talking, I can't remember who just asked me the question, I was talking about Soul of the Nation, something the president has talked about since 2017, when he wrote that article in The Atlantic. And he's called it out then, he called it out January 6th, he called it out Inauguration Day, he called it out last week, he called it out yesterday. So there has been a consistent um, uh, call out from the president about what he's seeing from an extreme part of, of this party, of the Republican Party. And historians, I would argue, would, would say the same. So I thought this was a great response. Very thorough listing Republicans yeah. by name, their comments. I mean, I love the continuing to shade Marjorie Taylor Greene by pretending that they don't know how to say her name. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that that is a great tactic. <laughs> I mean, it is. It just the questions and the hand wringing over Joe Biden and in a speech, by the way, again, I'll reiterate, didn't wasn't a fan of don't think it convinced anybody. I think the imagery was all fucked up and whatever. But we all witnessed the insurrection. We all witnessed a speech that Donald Trump gave where he incited a mob. He fomented a failed coup, what ended up being a failed coup, but an attempt to overthrow the United States government by overturning a free and fair election. That was, that is violence. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's not, oh, he's declaring war against half the country, all these assholes like Ben Shapiro say. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, and again, it's the people Did that, that solve everything that have just tell them to shut the fuck up. They it, have, is it solved? No, they have the <laughs> let's go Brandon shirts and hats, which means fuck Joe Biden. Right. But they don't feel comfortable, I guess, wearing that out in public. And so these people that love to say fuck Joe Biden, they love to call everybody groomers. They right. really ratchet up the discourse. They are now concerned that Joe Biden has moved away from unity. Right. Wait a minute. Where's the unity that yeah. Joe Biden was talking about? The unity party. The Republicans are all very upset. We want to be united, you guys. Why Trump haven't you united bitch. me yet, Joe Biden? Why haven't you united me? And this was talked about on Fox News again with Peter Ducey. Steve Ducey's spawn mm. really emphasizing this. He's moving away from unity, guys. I'd say, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Compare the volume there with the this volume. measured line from the inaugural address. The president said, we can join forces, stop the shouting, and lower the temperature. The president who said on his first day he thinks unity is the path forward is now telling people instead... To pick a side, Shan. <laughs> to All pick right. a side. <laughs> I love the drama. Listen, I'm. This really upset me. This clip, like just now. Yeah, it, it really upset me because I wish I had a dad that could have gotten me a fucking awesome job with the, <laughs> with a major news network, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Why can't I have a high powered dad? I mean, I 
am have at least a little bit of talent in some way. Uh-huh. Peter Ducey is just like a fucking drift piece of driftwood with googly eyes fucking stapled to it. Uh, why? Da, 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 da. Back to you, Martha. God damn. <laughs> Do they teach them to talk like that in school? I don't know. Like, is that they go through a class? Well, when I went through journalism school. <laughs> he didn't go to journalism school, please, did he? I don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so back to the point. Wow. <laughs> Unity. He didn't go to journalism school, did he? They are super concerned about unity, and you can tell, because of the way that they treat liberals, they're really concerned with with unity and being unified. And Donald Trump is actually super concerned with unity, we're finding as well, because he did some interviews this week, and he specifically talked about how he wants pardons and apologies for the insurrectionists. We write this wrong. What can you do? So I met with a number of times, but I met with and I'm financially supporting people that uh, are incredible. And they were in my office actually two days ago. It's very much on my mind. It's a disgrace what they've done to them. What they've done to these people, it's disgraceful. And and mostly, I mean, you know, it's it's the firemen, they're policemen, they're they're people in the military, they're people that were, you know, you look at what took place with the police where they're ushering them in and. So many different things, and we're working on it very hard. We're working with legal. <sighs> you know, this radical left system, these people are sick. There's something wrong with them. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. They're Agreed. sick, and they don't mind, and they're cold. You know, they were telling me that some of these, some of the legal people on the other side, they're the most cold-hearted people. They don't care about families. They don't care about anything. They're just, and you see what they're doing with the sentencing and I will tell you, and I'm looking at it very carefully. I've, I've studied it. I study cases and contributions should be made. We have to do that because, you know, they have some good lawyers, but even the good lawyers the can't judges, be fraudulent uh, judges. You get before Amen. Yeah, you get some of these judges that that are so uh, so nasty and so angry, mean the sentences. And I will tell you, I will look very, very favorably about about full pardons. If I decide Amen. to run and if I win, I will be looking mm. very, very strongly about pardons. Amen. Full pardons. That well-deserved. I think that's probably going to be the best because even if they go for for two months or six months, I mean, you know, they have sentences that go a lot longer than ah, that. Years and but years. But we'll be looking very, very seriously at full pardons because we can't let that happen. What's happened here, at, and I mean full pardons with an apology to, to many. So I don't know who this host is. I spent very little time trying to figure it out and then I don't care enough to continue to look into it. But they could have just replaced her with like a bobblehead because that's what she looked like the whole time, just nodding and yes. At some point, one point she like started staring at the ceiling. It was very fucking weird. And she has the like wooden flag behind her oh, yeah. and there's an ad for holistic weight loss diet stuff <laughs> the at whole the time on screen like yeah. everything about this is an absolute nightmare and then you have donald trump saying that he's gonna look at pardons and apologies very favorably very strongly and very favorably <laughs> i mean oh my god listen don't don't reelect donald trump just so we don't have to listen to his fucking rambling yes yes it is I mean, it is great 
we've gone through a period where we don't play Trump clips. Yeah. And it really is. It's it's a bizarre fucking thing. I mean, they talk about Joe Biden. Yeah. Having some kind of a, a cognitive decline, but he's just it's a nightmare. Yeah. No, listening to him talk is, is so, stressful. Two things I want to talk about. One, very briefly, is the fact that he's now declaring that he's financial. I don't believe it, but he's financially supporting some of these these January 6th insurrectionists. Mm-hmm. Where's all the, the condemnation for that when, you know, Kamala Harris still gets shit from idiots on the right for promoting bail funds for the people who were protesting in the aftermath of the George Floyd murder? Right. Well, that's the same thing he's doing. If he's financially supporting these 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 terrorists who tr- attempted to overthrow the United States government. Well, and it is interesting because they try to act like the insurrectionists were Antifa and right. liberals. Right. So he's financing the defense of Antifa, which is something he's even recently said. Yeah. So it's it. There's just no consistency whatsoever with any points whatsoever. They're just throwing as much shit against the wall to see what can stick. Which is a continuous tactic. You're seeing that with the Mar-a-Lago search because you even had Donald Trump come out after the evidence photo was released of all the documents on the ground. And he's like, wait a minute. They're trying to act like I had these documents on the ground in my office and they're all arranged like that. I didn't have them like that. They were actually in cartons. Yeah, admitting. Yeah. So wait, they weren't actually planted then? You had them in cartons? And well, also that he declassified everything and then they planted declassified evidence that, what? Wait. He, he has used every <laughs> single possible defense yeah. all at the same time. And then let's let's talk a little bit briefly about the the fact that he's now wanting to not only pardon them but issue an apology to them. Mm-hmm. A pardon is just clemency. It's a pardon. It's erasing of your 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 record, your conviction. It doesn't mean you weren't guilty. In fact, you have to be guilty to get the pardon. But an apology it just means we're gonna we're gonna be merciful to you. An apology, though, would indicate that you were wronged. You did nothing wrong. You were wrongfully convicted. And we're going to not only pardon, we're going to apologize for it. That should tell you everything you need to know about where Donald Trump's head is and about how he feels about what took place during the violent sacking of the United States Capitol. He was A-OK with it. And any consequence that befalls the terrorists is an injustice because the wrong outcome happened. Right. Well, and Donald Trump, in looking for other defenses of the Mar-a-Lago search, is now talking about how he believes the DOJ is actually looking for Hillary Clinton's emails. In his office? I guess. But I think they were looking for Hillary Clinton emails. I really think, I think they thought, and who knows, you know, boxes full of stuff. I think they thought, You've got the goods. Hillary Clinton. They were mm-hmm. something to do with the Russia, Russia, Russia hub. Right on. They were they were afraid that things were in there, part of their scam material, because that's what they are, the scammers. Agreed. And they were thinking things were in there having to do with, can you imagine Hillary? Do you, do they sit around like a boardroom table, like, uh, what are the craziest fucking things we can think of? Like, how can we really get deep with the conspiracy here? Yeah. Or is his mind just so fucking addled from McDonald's fat on burgers that he he doesn't, it just comes to him naturally. He, well, just, he, he just thinks like that. I think he spends a lot of time on Truth Social, and he's yeah. giving the people what they want. 
His Truth Social the other day was like 60 or 70 posts filled with QAnon nonsense and just fucking just rampant insanity. Exactly. Ugh. Goddamn. So what do the Republicans have to offer? They have conspiracy theories. They have QAnon. They have continuous moving of the goalposts. They have... They have this guy. Donald Trump, baby! They have Trump that bitch t-shirts where they act like they care about unity and they're very upset about being called semi-fascists, even though anytime they lose an election, it's because of fraud, obviously. But not only do they have all of those things to offer the American public, which are great, they also... <laughs> you really... It's a commercial for the Republican Party right now. <laughs> they also... This is brought to you by the Republican Party, everybody. They're also apparently now running on platforms of working to undo the affordable drug prices that were put in place by the Biden administration. How do you undo that? Let's say that happens and, and that this, this money goes out to, to all of these kids, 40 million plus, um, and then a federal judge comes along and says, you, you can't do that. How do you undo the money those people got well that's a great question and we've been asking that question not only about student debt loans but also about a number of initiatives that have been uh, instigated and put into place by the biden administration just like the inflation acceleration act that i mentioned before with the prescription drug pricing that is something i'm very interested in as a pharmacist and i and i've been asking my colleagues how are we going to undo that when we get into the majority urgency imagine that's the policy <laughs> like oh people are they're not paying enough for their life-saving medications y'all what are you gonna do about it the the this inflation in, in uh inflation what do you call it acceleration the act. inflation acceleration act Herbert that's representative buddy carter i'm a pharmacist i'm not gonna be making as much money from no sick people y'all yeah we gotta do something about this we get into power again yeah i love how they're strategically thinking about what if people already get the student debt cancellation like what can we do to prevent people's lives from improving yeah well ted cruz is all over that i mean he's he's part of the lawsuit to try to to get that stopped. Yeah, so as you can see, the Republicans have a lot to offer. And mm-hmm. this actually ties directly in with our asshole of today. It's the asshole of today. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan! If Joe Rogan could take a break from podcasting for a while, because honestly, we need to free up this segment for other assholes of today. That would be really helpful. Really great. You know, we should have an asshole of the year. Mm. Like a wrap-up. Like, who was, of all the assholes. Yes. And the audience could weigh in. We could have a poll. Yes. Who's the big... And do an episode on... This is just coming right now, so we're just, we're fleshing this out right now. This sounds like a Patreon bonus episode. Oh yeah, that's what that sounds like. That's to fucking me. fantastic. Okay, let me so write let's this talk down. about this this uh, asshole of today, okay. Joe Rogan. Okay. Wow. So Joe, that almost happened. Joe Rogan <laughs> was on with the football guy who doesn't like vaccines. I forgot his Aaron name. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> the football guy. And. They had some advice about who you should vote for in the upcoming election. No one who was alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. (laughs) 
That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party, uh, I think, in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. But, you know, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis, who kept Florida open and, and had some pretty reasonable policies in terms of, like, what what to do about COVID. And, you know, he mapped it out on television. He was, you know, widely criticized for this, where he was saying, like, we need to protect our elders. We need to, you know, make sure that medical care is available for, for those people and everyone else. You should be able to do whatever you want to do and protect your freedom. Self-described liberal Joe Rogan saying everyone should vote Republican. What a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And sitting along with fucking Chucklehead McGee, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, yes. Just idiots. Well, and Florida was one of the worst states for COVID deaths, COVID cases. And it was it was criminally mishandled for him to talk about how they kept it open. I mean, he sounds like one of these people that popped up in Orange County to start running their grift and selling their free to breathe business cards or whatever membership cards membership cards (laughs) i mean that's what he sounds like and that's what his audience is now i i went to like i said i saw that that post he had with the joe joe biden picture with the red background and said imagine thinking this was a good idea and one of the first comments on it was like that this has turned into a proud boys light page and oh on his twitter account so I think people are recognizing that this is J- Joe Rogan continuously feeding people Republican talking points and now directly telling them to vote for Republicans right. in elections. Yeah. So we can stop pretending now, hopefully, that Joe Rogan is a liberal. I mean, we've been going on about this for years now. Years. And I appreciate that he's being so direct about it because hopefully people will start to understand. If it wasn't the praise of Ron DeSantis that has been building for months, hopefully him directly telling his audience to vote for Republicans will finally be the thing that does it for you. Ugh, just a fucking idiot. All right. Uh, we'd love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Taking care of biz. Stacey Abrams. The wonderful Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is, of course, running for governor of Georgia against Brian Kemp. Again, after she was cheated the first time. And they had a debate. And I want to paint a picture for you here because what you're going to hear is Brian Kemp asking Stacey Abrams a question. And he turns to look directly at her so that he's not looking in the camera anymore. And Stacey Abrams delivers her response to him and listens to his question without even turning to look at his fucking face. Yeah, and then also just as a as a just a just a mm, the other thing that happens is while she's delivering her answer, looking straight into the camera, he is uh, uh, making faces and huffing and puffing. It's. it really is fantastic. We'll put it on the Facebook page so you can actually watch it because the audio is great, but the video is even better. My question is, why are you encouraging people to break the law for you in this election? 
Mr. Kemp, you are very aware that I know the laws of Georgia when it comes to voting. In fact, I am one of the foremost experts in the state on expansion of voting rights. And I have never in my life asked for anyone who is not legally eligible to vote to be able to cast a ballot. What I've asked for is that you allow those who are legally eligible to vote to allow them to cast their ballots. And in fact, we took you to court in 2016 and a federal judge said that you illegally canceled 34,000 registrations. You use the exact same system, the exact match system that is under dispute right now. Now, I realize that in the next response, you're going to say that it's a function of my organization because your tendency is to blame everyone else for the mistakes that you make. My responsibility as a leader is to see a problem and try to solve it. When I saw that we had 800,000 unregistered people of color in the state of Georgia, I started an organization that has reached into every county and increased those registrations. When I saw that people were being unlawfully denied the right to vote, I worked to make certain that we held you accountable. And as the next governor of Georgia, I will continue to do my job to make certain that every legally eligible vote that gets cast gets counted. Ms. Abrams, thank you. Please elect Stacey Abrams for governor in Georgia. Tuesday, November 8th. L- let, me, let me say something here, because that's what we do here. We say stuff, Brittany. Mm-hmm. It was when she said, and I know your next response is going to be, that's when it was obvious that 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 struck a nerve with him because that was going to be his next response. And he was just like, oh, uh." he he was just reacting. No discipline. No, no. He was losing his bearing, as they say, when you're in boot camp in the Marine Corps. It was it was uh, a sight to behold because she fucking worked him with that answer. Yeah, it was great. And that is why Stacey Abrams taking care of biz. She's. So great. Fucking prodigy as a child, by the way. Just awesome. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we love you guys. We'd love to know what you think about these and other topics that are on your mind. 657-464-7609. Email idoubtit at dollamore.com. If you have been on the fence, but you are ready to support the show financially on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash idoubtitpodcast. You can also buy merch at dollamore.info. All of it goes a long way. We, we have heard in the past people who are reluctant to give on Patreon because they can only give a dollar or two, $2 a month or whatever. Right. And you need to know that every contribution to the show helps a lot. If we were able to marshal the size of the audience and one or 2% of the audience gave, it would be a game changer for getting guests. Like several metrics would change relative to the show. So. Right. Uh, We appreciate your support. We appreciate your listenership and your loyalty. Uh, We love you guys. See you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dallimore, and this has been I Doubt.